You are listening to Redhead with a Mic podcast. Talking movies and mental health. All right, everybody. I'm the Redhead. I'm Mike. Welcome back. And we're doing another podcast. (laughs) This one is a fun one, dude. (laughs) You know, Ed O'Neill for me... I just have always, I don't, as a kid, I, I loved watching Married with Children, which is probably such an inappropriate show for a kid to watch, (laughs) but then he's in this movie Dutch and, and I just love Ed O'Neill in this movie. Like I, I, he's just so goofy at times. And then he's so like outrageous. I I don't know. So well-intentioned. And my favorite part, I started laughing so hard when I started watching it. Because I swear it's a Christmas movie and it's not. It's a Thanksgiving no. movie. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> that made like, me yeah. laugh so hard. I was like, I well, thought it was a Christmas. I thought they were going for Christmas. Because I did not remember this movie. I think I did see it, but I had no memory. The only reason why I remembered that I did see the movie was at the Camaro part with like the girl oh, all, yeah, like cuddling with, the, with her in the back. The I'm like, hookers. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember that. And then I was like, Michael, I was like, is this a Christmas movie? I'm like, he must have thought it was. I and did, yep. I swore. And then I started watching it, and I started laughing as soon as she was like, I want him home for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh. it's a Thanksgiving. But eh, it's all right. It's still a Christmas, family. everyone. Holiday, <laughs> holiday movie. Or the, the that made Christmas me laugh holiday. really hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, where is it? And, one, and two, the other thing, too, is like the holiday aspect of it is really just like in the background, right? Like it's It really, is. It's really, uh, it's really a... Uh, uh, interrelational right movie about family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, there's actually quite a bit in there um, oh, gosh, that I didn't was... even know as a kid but I just love I just love the humor of it and I love the relationship of Dutch and uh, oh I can't even remember he oh, doesn't ever boy? call Hold him on. by his name he, call, uh, yeah, so <laughs> he calls him like with... a D name some type of D name Doyle Doyle is his name. That's no, right. That's his name. Yeah, Doyle Standish is the and, and his, that's play. He's play Ethan Embry, I think. Which I I really do like yeah. Ethan Embry also. Yeah, he so did those really well. Two actors I like, but yeah. All this right, so, movie. Do you want me to all? If you're oh, I've okay, got I'll, a description. Yeah, but you go can ahead. Do it. So I've got the one from IMDb. All right, so it says Dutch, which is nineteen ninety one. Ninety one. PG thirteen. All yeah, right, I think so. To, uh, so so the premise is uh, to get to know his girlfriend's son, a working class good guy, which is actually not accurate because he's not working class. A working class good guy volunteers to pick him up from his prep school only to learn that he isn't the nicest young man. <laughs> he's definitely something, that's sure. <laughs> Stuck up brat. For so sure. this, yeah, so this movie is about Dutch and Dutch mm-hmm. plays he used to be more working class. Now he like owns this big company and, and makes quite a bit of money on a sign. Right. Like that's all like yes. at the very end as they're driving in, there's like, yep. you know, the construction company and, and it's like a, it's like a, it's building like a skyscraper, right? It's not yeah. Like so he's, like, he, he's yeah. well off. And he, yeah. he does mention at one point to the kid, he's like, well, I make a fair bit more than your dad gives your mom. And the yeah, kid looks right. a little shocked by that, but right. he, he's definitely, he, he has a working class. Like he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's going to work for what he, what he has type personality. Yeah. He's the and so, yeah, I love it. It's this movie about Dutch and his girlfriend, which is Ethan Embry or, or Doyle's mother and, and the dad, right. The step, uh, the, the ex-husband. 
Yeah, he's in all. I mean, he's great in in uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, and he's in all types. He plays a great that great. Yeah, and he always plays that same type of person. Yeah, he does the the one you just love love to hate. Yeah, (laughs) old jerk. And so, yeah, it's just about Dutch going to get Doyle, and they have this road trip relationship building. But one, a couple of things I think are really interesting about this, mm-hmm. as we're ta- setting up the movie, is this is a, a movie directed and produced by John Hughes. So mm-hmm. it is a John Hughes movie, and you, mm-hmm. if you really, if you know that going into it, you can get you get that John Hughes flair out of it. And of course, they're going right. back to Chicago, so right, right. they're which is where Probably all his Chicago. movies are. Right. The interesting thing to me, though, is the movie bombed badly. Yeah. Like, it like did not do well. No, it's a terrible. And it's so <laughs> like interesting it's to me because it's there's quite a few of those types of movies from this era, the 80s, 90s, that bombed that I just love. Like, we did Lots So I Married became, an Axe Murderer. Yeah, like a lot that of was another one. cult classics, right? Yeah. You know, or just they kind of took on well, their own. And know. the crazy thing with this one, I, I ended up having to find it to to have John and I watch it. Yeah. You can't get it digitally anywhere yeah. in the United States. Like you, it's not on such any of the digital servers. It's such a bomb. They haven't even thought to license it to anybody. I know it's great. <laughs> like, I'm like, why is it's it hilarious. not available? And not only that, it's really hard to find a, a, a physical copy. You, you can, you pretty much have to go on Amazon and you're going to pay. I think it's, you can get it if I remember right. It was like 12 or 14 bucks for the DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad you found it. a movie that, that didn't do very well, but for whatever reason, it's one that I have always loved. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know why. And usually I'll ask people, like, oh, have you seen Dutch? And like, what's Dutch? I was like, oh, what you know, the movie about? with the you know, dad Christmas from movie? Married with Children? <laughs> yeah, I usually say that. You know, it's a Christmas movie, which probably doesn't help at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all good. But I, I don't, I just have always loved it. I think it's so funny and, and also quite emotional at times, right? Because there's yeah. this relationship that's trying to be worked out. But, you know, I think there's a lot to talk from a mental health perspective. Absolutely. There, but I don't, the humor in it is just my type of humor. Like Dutch is, is, you know, it's funny, but then sometimes Dutch, just some of the faces he makes is more like that hammy type comedy, which I love. It just makes, it cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and so, yeah. well, the thing that's so interesting about this show, right? So you've got this emergence or this uh, this possible stepdad figure, let's say, that's like yes. trying to. So it really plays to the blended family experience of so many Americans, you know, and uh, the experience of so many Americans of their parents, you know, mm-hmm. seeing someone. The thing that's interesting, though, and and I wonder what you think about it is: Do you feel like the, and maybe this was more of a like a late '80s thing? Do you think like the the depiction of the disparity? between like the uber rich let's say and the working class is as dramatic do you think like that the rich class is just by the regular man seen as that stuck up by the like do you think like because this movie really kind of portrays the ultra wealthy as like really stuck up do you think that that is a view that exists now in the 2020s 
or do you think that or do you think it was just exacerbated for the movie or do you think that's like a like how much of it, I guess do you think that's a cultural was a cultural thing maybe in the 80s and is a cultural thing now because the movie really plays off yeah. that one, one of the and, really great moments which I won't you know say you know really plays off of that as well what do you what do you think about that yeah it's an interesting point because that is a very big theme of the movie is yeah. is earning your wealth versus being given your wealth Mm -mm. and and so you know i think you know it's a little bit hard of a question for me to answer because i you know we're not really sure how wealthy they are but it seems as if they're well mom's inherited wealth right and mom's house house alone is pretty nice (laughs) and and you know i don't know where at in chicago they live in chicago land that house probably isn't in chicago proper but but right. I don't know where they live, but they're, you know, property taxes alone on a house like that, you know, could easily be thirty to $50,000 a year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that they're like, they're like uh, family wealth or whatever, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he's rich, not because the dad. Well, and the whole boarding school thing, it's not typical. Oh, it's crazy. It's not typical that like first generation wealthy people or or maybe I'm just not in that world, you know, send their kids to boarding school. It's kind of like an I old money kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what it, you kind of get the feeling is that they're right. from old money. And so to answer your question, I feel like I feel like I still you kind of still see that in movies nowadays, right? Where there's that dis- disparity, yeah, between the two and and yeah, like a res- well I don't know that Dutch Is, really that has a resentment. Movie? It almost seems well, right. Like, well, this is the tone of the movie kind of though. Like, you know, that like uh, how the, just, I mean, that opening scene, it's like, I mean, in that opening scene, I wanted to hate all the rich people. Right. Cause they're just so, I mean, yeah. you know, O'Neill is over the top in his everyday man. You know, he's got like, you know, like stains yeah. on the back of his suit coat it's or Ed whatever. Bundy, right. He yeah, plays and it like, well. Right. And he's like <laughs> dumping the caviar off. Yeah. The it's awesome. or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's like overdoing the down of the working yeah. class. I don't know how many working class people in that environment would do that. Like, I feel of, like that would still aware, be but... how a movie would play out. Like if they were yeah. doing the ultra elite, I feel like they would still, but it, in real life, is it like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I don't does it think, feel I don't that think one way or another about someone who's uber rich. I don't yeah, even well, think maybe about we're just not people. in that world, too. I mean, we're pretty yeah. middle class guys. And I, I don't... had some ultra wealthy friends. I had one ultra wealthy friend in, in college and I went into his world like during a like a summer break or something or a, a fall yeah. break, I think it was. And, did and you it feel was really shocked or um, by his family. But yeah. I, I definitely could tell that I was out of my depths. Like okay. there were, there were social norms that I was, I was aware that I wasn't aware of. And there was a little bit of a, what felt like a long gaze of like, where is this guy from? Or like, yeah, you know, why is he in this world or something? Or I felt that way. I might've just been subconscious or, or self-conscious. I would but. guess that's probably still the same now. I, I don't know anyone, or, or I don't think I've ever known anyone that's been that rich. I, I've known people who have, you know, especially in Vegas, I know some people that own construction companies or realtors, commercial real estate, and they make millions of dollars a year, but not something like that, like back in the right. late 80s, early 90s, where, you know, he's going to get 10 million bucks when he turns 21. That's right. crazy money back then. Right. Like to is. be a millionaire yeah. was crazy back then. Remember? Right. Like I remember yeah. learning about the first millionaire. I'd be like, holy cow, how's that even possible? 
Right. So to get 10 million when you turn 21 back then is crazy yeah. money. Like I don't, I don't have never known anyone that. And so well. it's an interesting like kind of critique or setting for the show. Right. Because one of the things that it seems like the movie is trying to say is that, you know, those of the upper crust are, I don't know, like the kid carries himself, you know, stuck up. I think self-important. So. That kind I, of thing. I kind of saw it. I think it, for me, I, it played more into the, really the trauma that sure. Doyle has because, sure. you know, the it's very, of his it's dad. Very, yeah, it's very obvious Mm-hmm. And Doyle even makes a comment that, hey, you're only in this, speaking to Dutch, the the boyfriend, you're only in this for, or, or maybe Dutch makes the comment and Doyle acknowledges, yeah, that's true. You're only in this for my mom's money. And so I think the money part for me of the movie, I, you know, and I don't really see kind of too much into the like that type of stuff like you're talking about. But for me, the money part is really important because it plays into his inability to see true love, right? Because his dad, his dad is all about money. His mom is being supported by money. And now he has this introduced figure that's trying to, in his mind, intrude on the family because of money. Right. And so for me, the money plays more of the role of Doyle's trying to get over really this generational trauma really from his dad, right? Who mm-hmm. his dad only really, I mean, his dad. Well, only there's so much going health. on kind of maybe subconsciously about what that means in regards to what gives you value, right? Well, I mean, and he's where... left at this school. I mean, that just to start the movie off, you see, you see these boys in this school and I'm just thinking, why are all these kids at this school, Mm -hmm. right? These like, obviously the mom can have him live with her and go to school, but it's not about that. Like the dad wants to control everything and punish them, which is a whole nother thing going on. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really evident in that opening scene, right? Which is just another part that you just loathe the dad. You loathe the dad so much because he's so misogynistic and so self-important and so dismissing, you know, of, of the mom. Yeah. In this, in this show. So to there's the point this where of, it doesn't even matter about his son anymore, right? Which right. is crazy. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's I, I get if you're upset at your ex wife, but you're going to punish your son because of that? Like, it's right. Yeah. It's crazy. And the son is so clearly aligned with the dad because of his need of that acceptance and love. And he's clearly yeah. getting it. Which is such a crazy thing about parenting is that we don't realize how much sometimes we don't realize how much our kids want to be like us and how much they love us that they will then take on the traits that we give them as, as like, that's how it's supposed to be. That's absolute truth. And he is his dad essentially, right? He is. You just invented contextual family therapy. That's the whole model, the whole model of contextual family therapy. Can in, I make uh, any money off of that? In the AMFT world <laughs> is that... I guess it's um, already invented. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Naj, um, who who noticed that we are... He called it invisible loyalty. So we'll yeah. act out um, the dysfunction out of, of our parents because we're striving to be loyal and connected to yes. them. And, and he says the way to get out of that um, loyalty is to 
offer a gift to your parents because it's like the sense of we owe them because they gave us life. And so we feel obligated to that loyalty subconsciously. And so if we kind of pay that debt, as it were, then we liberate ourselves to decide and act out the person we want to be in, independent of ourselves. Which is interesting because I don't know necessarily that that's the route the movie goes. Really, that's it seems like Doyle's out is love and acceptance of this man who he eventually realizes has no reason to continue on. Yeah. Right. It's like this guy is doing it because he cares and right. because About it's the right mom. thing to do. Yeah. Not well, we because, don't know. not because, you know, you're go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. And we don't, do we know the, do we know Doyle or uh, Dutch's history? Does he say anything about his relationship with his dad at any point? Like, or is that just left kind of in the ether? Do you remember? Dutch or Doyle? Sorry. The, the, the dad the, or the, the boyfriend, Dutch. The Isn't boyfriend. Was, yeah. Do we know anything Dutch, about right? his history as far as, as what? Does he ever make a comment or anything about his own dad or anything? He, like he that makes a, so he, he talks about his parents, his dad, was uh mason masoner i think a mason he did masonry like oh, okay. bricklayer right and then his mom mm -hmm. worked oh man what did she do he mentions yeah. what she does like worked in a maybe a laundry factory or something oh, okay and then do you remember when that then, came out I, I must have missed that it was it was in the car and and doyle was like oh you must be so proud and dutch is just quiet for oh, for yeah, probably 30 yeah. seconds and he says yeah I am very oh, proud. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And he talks about. And that was a moment too. Yeah, yeah. Where you could see Doyle kind of thinking this doesn't make sense. Right. Like what, what, what is this real matter. or is this guy pulling my chain? Right. He's testing, right? That's what kids do. Right. They test right. for safety, but they also test for security. Doyle mm -hmm. is looking, are you going to maintain what you're saying you're going to do regardless right. of how I act? And once he gets, Which... once he tests enough and he sees that Dutch is there, things start to change a little bit, but then right. eventually Dutch does which, the wrong thing, which is says right. I'm done completely, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not, which that's is really movie land, not well, real it's, world. <laughs> it's complicated, right? Because um, you have Doyle testing that to sure. such extreme measures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're running Life off or destroying death. the I mean, car. Yeah, yeah destroying the crazy. car. Yeah, like, you know, running out of a, disappearing out of a hotel room in the middle of the night is, is quite an escalated behavior. Well, that's how much trauma he's mm. experienced. That, mm. And it's interesting because you see that and you think, what a spoiled brat. But mm -hmm. also what you can see is pain. He has so yeah. much pain that he yeah. can't even think that right. he's putting someone else's life in danger. Right. Because right. the pain is so blinding. The hurt that, is so blinding. And that was one of the things I was wondering. I was like, you know, because it was clear that you had this power struggle, you know, because you've yeah. got you've got Dutch trying to kind of set a tone, which I love, you know, the opening scene and dragging him out of the prep school. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got him wrapped around his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a great, like, opener because he's, like, you know, setting the stage, you know. But because you've got Doyle, this kid who comes from means, and he's like, well, I am better. So, you know, the, the S I was just wondering during the first half of the movie, like, where they're escalating for power, yeah. Um, around this, you know, connection or trying to have some connection, and 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 Dutch is really engaging in the escalation of the power struggle in what I think is an appropriate dad way. Like I think 
that's part of the job of dads is yeah. to keep boys and keep their sons in check, but he's not his son. Right. And so it's complicated, which is one it of the is. aspects of, of, of blended family. That's really hard because if you're going to have parental relationships, the incoming parent has to have some kind of like, well, you're not going to cross this line. You know, yeah. that's what parents do. Parents are like, this is the line and you're not going to cross it. You know, like I definitely have that with my kids and they'll, they'll play around with the line because they're trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to test the boundaries. They're testing your love. They're testing security, but there's still this thing of when there is cohesion and, and a family structure, yeah. that there are these lines that you don't, because you, you know, you destroy the relationship, you know, you destroy the family, but that's interesting here because Doyle doesn't have that with Dutch, but he's trying to to kind of lay that down. Dutch is kind of trying to lay that down. And I was like, where is this going to go? Cause this just keeps escalating. Like, yeah. I kept, cause I didn't remember the movie. I was like, Oh, how are they going to do Like, how are they going to manage this? Like, how are they going to rein this in? Because if Doyle keeps escalating, then Dutch is going to be like, I'm done with you because we all have our limits, especially if we're just trying to build a relationship. Like, Hey, I'll, I'll pay some price. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with your poking and prodding. But like, you just like ran my car off the road and was, killed yourself like hold on a second well the crazy you know thing I mean? was that wasn't even it the the highest escalation yeah. right yeah yeah i mean that and and the thing what was the thing that finally ended it for dutch yeah, he just was, really was like what it wasn't even anything huge it was just well, like hey i've done all this stuff and you know well, i'm not the thing your dad was well yeah the thing was so doyle came in and there's the whole like he really kind of tests him with like, oh, you want to do this? Because that's where it ends up with men. It ends up with physical aggression. And so it was really interesting how this movie managed it because Doyle punches him in the face and knocks him out. And so Dutch wakes up the next morning and instead of escalating and putting Doyle in his place, he's just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm done with you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was funny because they set it up like, oh, he has these karate skills or whatever, but a, a child is not going to, physically upend a man and dutch isn't going to but that wasn't when they were done because well, that, well, after well, that set, they went with the hookers on the right but it drive. set the i think it set the i think it set the the bar like it kind of set the bar because at that point dutch is like well i'm not going to escalate right i'm not going to escalate anymore so yeah. that's where he's kind of like hands in the pocket like you want to do this and then yeah they end up i think at the diner or whatever and something happens at the diner i don't remember but then they end up with the cars in the cars with the hookers and I think something ha like I think what what the movie tried to do to 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 build the bridges of connection was they built over, you know, the rite of passage from a boy to a man, which is sexual information, right? You know, so there's humor, well, there's the playing cards, and then there's the whole scene with the hookers, and you know, all of kind of what plays out there because think, essentially, well, I think what happens is we have Dutch not backing down right he's he's constantly there he's not leaving not leaving not leaving he's he building that yeah. secure foundation that doyle needs mm -hmm. finally when he says i'm done it's not because he's done it's because right. doyle is done and doyle right. won't come come and so mm -hmm. i think he's done the security long enough that finally when he, at the end at that when the hookers leave him and they're left without his money. wallet or anything yeah. i think finally it works because doyle sees that hey this guy has dealt with all of it and has still been here and well, he's and I, not done with me he's saying it, you're done with like he's saying well, there's I'm another done with isn't there another dimension of that where um dutch 
also kind of makes it about not makes it about but but pulls in um this line around his mom because he was because he he involves the mom right doesn't he involve the mom or something where he's like well you don't even with love his your girlfriend mother. with yeah, yeah that's with Duchess, right. where he's like you don't even love that's your mother right. and that becomes really this moment where the line was hey i'm not gonna even like because spend time with you if someone... you're gonna if you're gonna kind of reject your mom that much like what kind of person are you like that's yeah. way too far well and, and because... i think and I think Doyle's like, well, that's not really me. I do long for my mom, and and I don't think like my dad does. I recognize that she's yeah. a, a valued woman or whatever, right? And so I think he breaks. Well, and what's interesting? Doyle's loyalty to his sure. to his biological dad by connecting to mom, and then he's connected to mom. So he's yeah. building that connection and that's there. That's true right? with all of us, right? When yeah. we're in pain and when we're in trauma who we are is not who we are. And I think that's what that realization is, Yes, is that's yes. a great example in the movie of, Hey, what I'm seeing is this. That's what Dutch is saying yes. to this young yes. boy is I'm seeing yes. this. You don't care about right. your mom. And Doyle comes to the realization. Oh my goodness. I that's not who I am. Right. That's what I've been showing. That's not what I intended to show, right. but I'm, he's been blind to it because of the trauma and the pain. Yeah of a, yeah. you know, a father who just and, doesn't and I think, care about him. And Dutch has sent some inroads. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like some of the yeah. sexual, like, uh, 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 like rite of passage stuff. He's planted some seeds where he's trying to be like this other figure to, to, to coax him towards manhood or whatever, or recognizes it or dialogues well, I think about the big it ones, the big ones, you know, this is a John Hughes movie. So of course they have like sexual things in it because sure. like all John Hughes movies do. But I think the big ones for me, Mm -hmm. are the scenes where dutch gets beat up by by the young boy mm -hmm. you know there it's in the very first scene when he picks him up from yeah. the school the, and then the school room and then again after the, the hotel room the ho after the uh car has been destroyed he gets knocked out and it's really interesting because the boy says well i've bested you mentally i've bested you physically and and did you notice Ed O'Neill's or Dutch's response to the boy. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I'm not going to dispute that. Or so. he doesn't use that word, but he uses a word yeah. that basically says, I'm not going to argue with that. So he, I think he's building his confidence right. and his well, security saying, Hey, you are enough. Cause his dad doesn't do that. Right. Well, the boy's and, and, dad. The, and the notion that the notion that Dutch isn't trying to prove to him, like there's something really powerful about Dutch's character because he could make a big point about how he has a lot of money. He could yep. make a big point about like, well, I am a grown man, so I really could best you physically. But if that's what you want to believe, yeah. you know, have at it. You know what I mean? Like there's a real meekness about Dutch because he cares so much, I think, about Doyle's mom. And he sees how this kid is misguided, you know, yeah. and, and well, he cares about the kid, father. even yeah. though the kid, you know, even though Doyle is a pain in the neck. Yeah. He cares about his growth, and I think that's why he responds well, and he, that and way he cares to build enough, him up. Right, and he cares enough to see it through that because he yeah. knows that it's a product of the kid's trauma and yes. pain and the abandonment of the father, and, and that is made clear of how the character handles the the dad at the end, you know, where he puts the dad in his place yeah. physically and then has like i'm not trying I'm sure to a be, lawsuit would ensue right, after that <laughs> right and i'm not and i'm not trying to be his dad he needs you to be his yeah. dad 
I can be this figure, which I'm happy to be because I love his mother and I see that Doyle has value. But like, well, you know, I, that's a really powerful message. It's done in a kind of a ridiculous kind of, you know, exaggerated way. But that notion of of wisdom from Dutch that yeah. I can't be his father. I'm not trying to be his father and no stepfather can really, you know, in some cases there might be exceptions, but like aren't typically going to replace a parent, you know, because well, I, that need is so inherent. Yeah. And I think that's something that Dutch does so well is the wisdom part in, cause he's constantly saying, I'm not your dad, you know, yeah. I, and he, he tells everyone, you know, I'm yeah. not, I mean, unless they're trying to like manipulate, get yeah, right. Or yeah, they're like, well, they're right. all, I love that whole scene where all they're like, yeah, but I love how Dutch is so good. So, you know, we talk about these growth moments, and there's so many of them. You have Dutch getting beat up by the young boy, right? Or allowing that to happen, or he gets yeah, kind of knocked around. Yeah. You have um, Dutch saying he doesn't have any money. And so the young boy's having to work right? He's having to find a ride, find a way. You don't have Dutch stepping in when the young boy is telling the kids or the older kids to turn the music down and then he gets his shoes taken, right? Yeah, let's have you, you know, Yeah, you let's have And then probably one of the more beautiful parts towards the end is the whole homeless shelter scene. Yeah, that's a really important scene. Where or Dutch vignettes. offers the opportunity. He doesn't like, this is a dude that's got a lot of money. He could easily find a way to get a hotel, and he doesn't. He allows yeah. them to be taken by this family to a homeless shelter, to eat there, to stay there, and then to have the homeless or the the family that you know just moved there and doesn't have a job with this car that barely runs drive them home. Yeah. I think yeah. those well, are the growth moments, you know, yeah. that really stand out to me for this this young man, where Dutch is offering him the stability, the foundation that he needs, but also the opportunity to actually have growth for himself, right? right? Like which Doyle, is such a which is such an important parent thing, right? Like yeah. we, we want to make our kids' lives we want to protect them. We want, we want to, them the, to be easier, but that's not the yeah, answer. But it's the it's absolutely <laughs> the worst thing we can do as yeah. parents. Yeah, we need the to we I mean this is why Dutch's character is really brilliant. The fact that he's willing to descend and be in that kind of circumstance because the kid needs it, right? Because yes. the kid's real transform transformation comes as he was like, oh, I'm a kid of privilege and here's a little girl and she doesn't have anything. And he's, you know, he's having a little bit of play there and he's having to think about, wow, there are people that come from this. There are people that end up here yes. and they're not the people that I think they are. They're sweet and good and kind and loving and considerate and fair. And all of those things, you know, that maybe you don't see, which is, I think, why part of my opening question was about, because it exactly. seems like the director mm -hmm. wanted to involve this as a treaty against really wealthy rich or a treaty as what we need to know and understand as people to really appreciate where people come from. Well, and Dutch makes... is a really nice scene, you know, with all of that. Dutch makes that comment in the beginning when they're having this conversation about... Um, uh, wealth right and dutch mm -hmm. says oh okay so it just it's determined on whose crotch you come out of basically like something like that right where i don't yeah, i'm not saying it line. exactly no he did he but, totally said that like yeah yeah but it's interesting yeah. because everyone that's on this earth comes the same way right right and yet and yet it's not how you come here but who you come through 
which right. is really interesting because I think that's the point with the homeless shelter scene is, hey, we're all kind of hard a- working. We're all in this together. The only difference is you have rich parents that, you know, or you have a rich father who has this inherited wealth versus these people don't have that. Or maybe well, maybe some of them did and they just well, got, you know, just, dis- you know, and Dutch is becoming a beloved character because he's creating this opportunity for this homeless family, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think if you show up at the office, they'll have something for you to do, you know, on the work site or whatever. So he's giving the dad an opportunity to be able to provide for his family and and help out or whatever it is, you know. Well, so love, it seems I love how Dutch so in this homeless shelter scene, there's this young girl, right? This mm-hmm. is the family, the the family that, that Dutch ends up helping the dad. But but really the relationship is between Doyle and this young girl, and she tries to take part of his role. And he's like, That's mine, right? He stops her, he's like real stern. And Dutch looks at him, doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything, just looks at him, doesn't like try to guilt him or shame him just looks at him and then goes back yeah just Mm. a just a look of you know if that's what you want to do that's what it's not shame are you sure yeah it's just (laughs) like if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do and then it offers him he doesn't have to say anything it just offers him the opportunity him as in doyle the young boy to think about it um but I love and this the notion consist- of what he has versus what they have. And yes, should I should I retain? Because that's really the defining moment. It's like, are you going to be a person that keeps everything you have? Or are you going to be a yeah. person that's of goodwill and is looking to support and help other people? Well, right. It's a really defining. moment. And how much happier do you think? I, I think he was a lot happier after he shared his role. Sure. You know, it just feels good. Well, a role is never going to taste that good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, like, as, as good as a, as as the dessert or whatever, when you get it for yourself, it's never going to taste as good as the feeling you get to to be gracious and kind. Yeah. Allow somebody else to enjoy something, especially if, like in this child's case, he he's going to be okay. He knows he's going to be able to have whatever he wants to eat once he yeah. gets to wherever they're going. You know, you can't be gracious in this moment and allow someone else to have that clearly doesn't have. And and I think that that's such an important point of the, of the growth of Doyle and Dutch, like you said, hung on yeah. and, and went, went through the road. So this kid could have this defining moment, you know? Well, probably the two things that I love, I mean, there's a lot of things that are really funny about this movie, but Dutch's ability to, to maintain doing what he said he's going to do. And that's something we as parents struggle with quite a bit, right? And this is easier for Dutch because he's not the parent. And so that, you know, it's not quite a fair comparison, but it's hard to follow through with things as parents sometimes because you feel guilty, you feel shameful, you feel, you know, the pain of your kids not being happy or whatever. But I love how the two things, one, where where Doyle, the young boys, they, they basically pull over on the side of the road because they're like having this this uh who's stronger who's more create who's more powerful moment in the car where they're doing these things uh, the young boys turning the radio down turning the heater up and then dutch is turning the heater down and turning the radio up and then finally the dutch lights struggle. a cigar <laughs> And he's like, well, I hope you don't, I hope you're okay with smoking. And the boy's like, no, I'm not. And Dutch just does it. Right. He's like, well, I, I'm driving. I have the power. And then the boy takes the cigar and throws it at his crotch. So they have this big incident and they pull over. And then basically the boy gets out and is throwing stuff at the car. 
And what does Dutch do? He's like, if you throw one more time, I'm leaving. He throws another like dirt clump at the car and he leaves them. And he says, he's like, good luck. It's 50 miles yeah. to the hotel. I'll see you later. <laughs> which is, which, which is there's no way he would have made outrageous, it. right? That's <laughs> yeah. outrageous. But it works in the movie because it's a movie. But yeah, exactly. it's, it's an outrageous. It, it, it's probably like a mile, right? You know, right, in yeah. real life for, you know, right. it, a couple miles. But he does it. You know, he follows through. He provides that consistency, even though yeah. that's hard for the young man. It's mm-hmm. reliability. It's yeah. him doing what he said. It's integrity. It's honor. It's yeah. yeah. And that part's so funny to me. And then that's well, and when it's, that's when it escalates to him crashing right. the car, right? <laughs> right, right. Which is really essential, right? It's an essential part of what creates safety and stability. Yes. Not that you deliver everything. You don't. Not that. So some parents might think, you know you create safety by delivering a kid from every difficult thing, which is definitely uh, a social moray that's coming out in really unhealthy ways in our communities and cultures nowadays versus you, what, what you just articulated is really how he develops connection is, Oh, I really know who this guy is and he won't indulge me because we all know that we, we need, you know, if we're going to be horrible, we need somebody that will, be like, no, you have the consequence of this because, you know, it's not okay for yeah. you to be a horrible person. So if you're going to be a horrible person, then yeah, you're going to have consequences. It's not good for people to be delivered out of the conse- the negative consequences from doing bad things. We well, we need as human beings yeah. to experience the negative consequences of being a-holes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a consequence. Okay, dude. Like, if you're going to like trash my car, then and throw a cigarette or whatever on my crotch, then you can walk. So and well, you're here, going to. <laughs> this is a great example of, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, are you doing what you're doing for your child because that's what's really best for them or because mm-hmm. you're trying to comfort a need that you have emotionally? Yeah. yeah. And it's a great example because they show Dutch at the hotel and he's not just chilling, he's looking out the window constantly. He's but yeah. he's controlling that emotional need. Yes. Because going and indulging. getting Doyle is not what, o- well, not, not O'Doyle. I'm thinking of <laughs> Billy Madison. Now. He's, but staying there is what Doyle needs. Yes. Doyle doesn't need to be picked up and brought no. and coddled he and told he's to sorry. Walked and well, deal that's with what the our cold. children need. Yes. Right. When we feel really pain because our child is throwing, you know, whatever, temper tantrum or sad yeah. or whatever. They don't need for us to give them what they want. They need the consistency right. for us to uphold what we said we'd do. Or deliver them, which is which really, if you do parenting well when they're young, it's so much easier sure. to but get honestly, them to learn and internalize. Not that. many of us do it well it's, when they're no, young because we're all no. learning, right? Yeah, uh, we're yeah. parents <laughs> yeah. and we hate seeing our four-year-olds in yep. discomfort. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to see our four-year-old in discomfort when they don't. But that's when you're laying the seeds. Like you're laying yeah. the seeds of being manipulated or uh 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 you're enabling yeah you know and, and it's a lot harder to do that when they're 16 or 17 and you need to do it's a lot easier to do it well, also then they learn when they're five like oh my dad's not playing around if my dad yeah. says he's not doing this then he's not playing around he's not going to deliver me well, and after, i'm going to be in discomfort after 16 years of it even mm-hmm. as a parent 
you making that change is really tough. That's really hard because your mind is so ingrained in this is what you do to make that change is really hard. And teenage years are just hard anyways. But the second thing where he maintains consistency that I love, and maybe you're going to talk about this is the BB gun shot. Oh, I love, I love that throughout the movie, there's this thing, (laughs) right? Looming. Yeah, he's like, well, that's, no, that's the it. ultimate, that's the ultimate, uh, expression of that Dutch really does have the appropriate place in the executive system. Cause that's one thing sure. that's really important with family structure is that there is an executive system. And so Dutch is really meek in a lot of situations. That's crazy when D- Doyle is challenging the power structure, yeah. but the way that he maintains it is in the symbolic, like, Oh no, no, you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and the mom, come. the mom just moves over. She has this look on her face, but she kind of moves over. I would have been freaking out. Cause it looks like a real gun. I would have been like, <laughs> What is going on? You're going to kill my kid. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I have the a question there. for you, though. So sure. um, kind of going back to your very first question, you know, with with uh, kind of the socioeconomic type question. Backdrop. Yeah. It's really interesting because the mom actually comes from that world of not uh, wealth. I don't know what we call that world, the normal world that most of us come from, (laughs) where she's, remember, there's that comment where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or she says, she's like, oh, yeah, I was knocked up by this rich guy when I was a waitress or whatever. Yeah, she says it kind of backhandedly or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that in this movie, she comes from really normal normalcy and is is brought into this world. And I wonder what, Doyle thinks about that because he he seems to look down on that. Is that part of what I think so. plays into why he treats his mom that way? Not that I he looks so. down on her, but he's trying to honor his dad's. Yeah, and that well, and that's the and that's the the mores of that elite class, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I think that's one reason why, in his emotional immaturity and in his trauma, he's aligned with dad. Because he's aligned with those values. And so it's like, yeah, mom's here, but mom was uh, ascended by dad. It's not who she is, Mm -hmm. which is really a a fantastic question because it's what the movie really kind of takes care of, right? Because the world discovers that he does love his mom regardless of where she comes from. And then he goes to that world and sees, you know, there's value. And he has this defining moment where he you know, gives of, of what he has to somebody in need. And I think really recognizes that. And, and I think the story does a nice backdrop of addressing that, right? Because that's definitely a theme of the movie and a theme of Doyle's progression in realization that he, he, he gets uh, unhooked from the uh, unhealthy loyalty to dad in yeah. the misogynistic judgment of mom. And that Dutch helps is really the figure that helps him recognize and reconcile that. Yeah. And the dad, the dad at the end of the story is, you know, diminished as uh, misogynistic and, and Dutch, you know, is like, Hey, be the dad to your kid that he needs. Cause I'm, yeah. which is such an awesome scene, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he, he totally like, Pops, I love that there's the imprint of his his pinky ring <laughs> on the dad's forehead. So Dutch Dutch wears this pinky ring, and, and in the beginning of the movie, he kind of throws out this 
somewhat of a threat to, threat. to the young boy of yeah this this ring see this ring this does quite a bit of damage and then he ends up using it at the end on the dad and the dad well and i think that's not an accident right it's kind of either conscient conscientiously from the direction or subconsciously it is this kind of symbol of power right it's yeah. a ring it's a thing of status you know maybe Dutch got it from his own dad, you know. It's yeah, I wonder because we don't hear the yeah, story with the ring. Yeah, I'm but sure it's it obviously important because not even the hooker could take it. She could right. take everything else from them, but right. not Which is the an ring. Interesting. That's an yeah. interesting um, uh, metaphor, right? That like uh, that you can be robbed of your dignity um, and stature with hookers, but you know they didn't give in to the hookers in the full fashion, right? So he retains. That yeah, he just was honor. robbed of his money. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't robbed of his virtue or his status. Correct. Let's say, yeah. if he would have engaged with them, and you know, in the debauchery of what you would engage with a Christian, you know I mean? yeah. And so it's a really interesting point, right? That he he loses everything but that, and that becomes then the scepter of well, power. And isn't that, that a point other... that he kind of makes with Doyle afterwards? Is so. like, hey, this isn't about satisfying these temporal needs. This is about Desires. bigger things, right? Yeah. There's more to life than that. And, yeah. and it doesn't Which matter is... how much money you have. It doesn't matter how how powerful you are in the sexual world, right? How many women you can get or whatever. There's more to life than that. That's kind of what I got out of that. And I think so. And... Where the hookers just drove off and left them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then, and that's really realized with, Doyle's change, you know, that happens in the homeless. Yeah. Center, you know, is that realization of, of what matters and what makes you a man? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then he further acts that out, right? Because as Doyle humbles himself and surrenders to his, his desire to be connected to mom and his understanding that Dutch has something and is teaching him something and kind of, you know, he's, he's not talented challenging that power structure anymore yeah. he realizes that you know dutch is on this journey and he joins him on the journey they have they have some camaraderie around the sexual information they have some camaraderie about like oh we're not going to tell your mom this we're not going to ask your mom for help we're going to see this journey through because that's what you know what doyle comes around Do doyle says no i, I want to complete this journey with you i don't i don't want to be delivered Let, let's figure it out you know he he is responding to the invitation for from dutch you know which to, is such a fun journey part of the movie right so this is a they're going from georgia back to chicago and it's a car trip basically but at a certain point the car gets demolished because doyle gets really upset pulls the car into the middle of the road a huge truck just totally it's annihilates insane. it the truck driver it's was totally okay insane. which was good so then the dad uh, or not dad dutch is like well i don't have any money we have to hitchhike and so they start hitchhiking. Then they finally get a ride by these two women the who are like yeah. dancers slash call girls, girls, I think is what they yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. And then they end up robbing them and ditching them at a place. And then they continue the journey still after all this, which I love. It's such a fun part of the movie. And I love, so they end up like going in the back of a semi. There's these plumbing, huge plumbing, like concrete right. pipes, sewage pipes cold, that they hide in. A which cold, has to be journey. freezing. Yeah. And then they get to the, the dump yard. That's and I love this part. Right? I don't know if you remember this part. You probably do, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's yeah. these security guards that kick them out. And I love this part of the movie where 
basically Doyle is trying to kind of like stick up for himself and saying, Hey, this isn't right. Not in a snotty way, just in a, Hey, this isn't yeah, right. This you is shouldn't treat real, us this, this way. This is real injustice. Right. Yeah. And of course the security guards, you know, start like kind of beat him up a little bit. And then Dutch comes in and is like, Hey, you know, he has a line, right. He's like, this isn't okay. So he comes in and the security guards just start whapping on him with their batons and, kind of beat him up but anyways the fun part about this is doyle eventually grabs the bb gun and they're the security guards yeah it looks like but the security guards like yeah you're not going to shoot me i don't care (laughs) and then dutch is like uh talk to the voices tell them no or something right so they do this whole psychotic break type scene where doyle's playing it up and it's just so fun i i love the adventure in addition to the meaning like there's just this adventure, this road trip journey. It made me want to just do a fun road trip, sure, and just have all these experiences. But I love how they it reminded, have all these it reminded me. It, it reminded me of many different road trips and some failed road trips that I've been on as well. Well, and I think the coolest thing about this is throughout this journey, one of the greatest gifts that Dutch gives Doyle that the dad doesn't give is time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, that's how he really essentially, I think, wins him over is like, yeah, I'm going to descend with you and I'm going to stay on this journey because because he wants to cash in his chips. He's like, I'm done. I'm going to cash in. He's like, no, no. He's like, we can we can do it. We can get there. We can find our way. And what a beautiful message to parents, because how often do we get in our minds? I need to make enough. I need to make enough. I need to support. I need to do this. Great. But then Dutch. Bless, like his bless his gift to this young boy is his time like he mm. doesn't even have they have no money and staying with him in that that heart that yeah time of hardship right which reminds me on like every meaningful you know mike and i in our our uh our community you know there are these opportunities to do camp outs with with mm-hmm. the youth and so many significant experiences have come i have seen with young men um, where we've been on these hikes that are difficult and hard. And we do, we go through these travails with them and we're a little bit of a guide, but we let them have hardship, you know, and I've been on uh, backpacking trips where we've really left the decision-making into the boy's hands in a, in a very Dutch like way here, you know, the the environments are a little bit more controlled and there's no cars being put in front of a (laughs) a 16 wheelers and there's no hookers or whatever, but, but uh, but there's real definitely, you know, opportunities for some hardship um, and letting the boys decide and then just going with them on their decision and then talking with them and, and getting through hardship and modeling how to get through hardship. You know, we just did I just did a hard, a really tough hike um, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with five different boys. And it was it was really remarkable to see the boys helping each other, supporting one another, managing the discomfort. It was at night. It was raining. Uh, we were in, you know, difficult circumstances and they really came out of these circumstances uh, invigorated because they had managed to get through a hard thing, you know, which was, we slept in a cave, you know, a dark, cold cave. And and so it was really, yeah, it was in the way, you know, it it was a couple weeks ago, so it was cold. And, and so it was really cool, you know, to see them thrive. And then at the end of the journey, feel uh, a competence because they have been through a hard journey. And like, this is really what some of the greatest things it'll be better than anything physical or temporal you can ever give your kids is to give them the opportunity of going through experiences that are difficult and allowing them to do that, you know? And the cool thing about that is it costs hardly anything, but your time. I mean, the gas to get there, right. 
yeah. the gas to get there yeah. and then just your time. And I think that we devalue time too much where we, yeah. we think that, you know, I, I hear or selfishly people, value our own. Yeah. I'll hear people say things like, you know, um, I, I, uh, you know, that's not worth my time because, you know, money is time, right? I, I, you know, if it takes me this long to do this, but in my mind, I, I've always had this thought and it was a good friend that told me this years ago. Um, we were, he worked on cars a lot and I like to work on cars and I was like, man, when do you decide when to take it in or, or when to, to just do it yourself? And he, his response was, well, I have more time than money. And I think mm-hmm. that that's such a valuable thought. Yeah. is where how how do we value our time in in that how we're spending it you know like i right. could take time to f- fix something myself with my daughters like teach sure. them something or yeah. i could say i and, need to and work the and it's not worth my money so i'm gonna pay someone else to do it. i'm not saying you, yeah. you can't pay well, people I, to do stuff but well no yeah and, and that there might be wise times to do that or you know you can do that yeah no i i agree and it's true because you know with this last fix we just had to fix our water we had a, a pipe break and uh and i did all of it with jack and yeah and which jack, is awesome jack did, jack did a significant portion of it he did all the hard labor of digging out the hole and and discovering the pipe and and i could see the real success that he felt and he was able to see the ingenuity of us, which thankfully it was a really simple fix, you know, it's just time and energy, but so yeah, there's a real value in, in engaging those hardships with our kids versus, you know, the convenience or luxury of just being able to afford or have people that we can pay to do it. And how much are we looking at the value of that over, I could have saved this much time by paying someone and, you know, I make this much per hour. And so that's really costing me this much to do it. When, right. when are you valuing the experience? I guess that's what right. I'm trying to say. The ex- yes. Maybe it's not, do we, we devalue time. We devalue the experience, experiences and what we think is worth our time. Right. Because those experiences are going to be more valuable than the money. Yeah. That's what right. a car trip is so cool. He, you know, yeah. I, I always thought this as a kid, why did he drive? He could have flown there, got him and flown back. It would have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chicago or, or O'Hare to Alabama. That's what, maybe a four hour flight. It could have been 10 hours, yeah. you know, total, sure. but yeah. he didn't, he drove because the experience is worth it. And, and I'm sure Isn't his that what they time talk about? is worth a lot, they, right? He, yeah. he probably makes well, did, a ton. <laughs> they probably, didn't they kind of talk about that when he was at the dinner scene um, with, with the, the mom, with the mom and he said something yeah, to that effect, have. like, let me do it. Like, it'll be, yeah. it'll be good. I, I want to get to know him. I, oh, know, that's right. He did have that conversation. Think, yeah. The, like, I think he states kind of like his real character and, and realizing, you know, too, and, you know, uh, that maybe the boy needs that kind of experience, you know? Yeah. And, and so maybe that's a better way to phrase it is the blessing that Dutch gave this boy is the experience, mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't need but a ton of time to have experiences also. And, you and can you have can't put a price tag on it either. You can't yeah. put a price tag on those things, you know? No. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Probably put a price afford. tag on the truck or on the car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> a great point, wallet, you know, but the, not the experience. <laughs> well, that's a great point that the, that the car getting destroyed and that Dutch was more concerned about the boy. I mean, he's mad at him afterwards appropriately, but 
but like more worried about the boy than the car. Right. I mean, it's well, like, yeah. You know, and not only that, he's continues, even though he know the boy, even though he knows Doyle did this horrible thing, he's still concerned to where he's paying, mm-hmm. he's paying for everything out of pocket. Well, and you he know, does deliver him and he does deliver him from the consequences of that act too. Right. You know, they do. Um, so there is some uh, getting in front that we, of and protecting. That we know of, right? That we know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what happens after after the movie. Right. Like he might have been like, sure. hey, your son did this. We need to figure out what we're doing about that. Right. That's not appropriate. Right. But in that right. moment, he made a decision, mm-hmm. right? He made a decision. Yeah. It's better for me to handle this and deal with later than for the police to take care of it right now. Right. And he's like, no one's hurt. Let me just pay for this trucker. If you need more, then contact my office afterwards. But we don't know what happens later, right? I'm sure Sure, that's not just done. There could be some follow-up. Because his car's totaled. Like, there's going to be more to this. But but who knows, right? You know, who knows? Some of the consequences is that first 10 million you're buying me a car out of. Yeah. (laughs) So crazy. Could you imagine turning 21 and just getting money? Like that's it's not crazy. Good. It's not good. It's not good for kids. I don't. I don't think it's there's crazy. I think there's too many scenarios where you get something that easy that's good for you. you know? Yeah. Oh, I. I don't. Yeah. It would be. Well, hard. you don't have. You don't know how to manage it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it'd that's be hard not problem. to just waste it, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, people. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed over time is people that I know. I, I mean, I know people of means, and all the people that are of means know how to manage the means and all the people that don't have means or get means, you know, it's like the story we were just talking about this on our trip. I I went on a road trip with another guy from work and, you know, they were talking about the Powerball thing. I think got hit. Somebody won $2.1 billion. And it's like, you know, what do you, you know, anybody that wins lottery, most people that win the lottery don't typically do well with that means, right? Yeah. Poor again, because, because to have, means or to develop wealth there's a lot of principles of that you have to understand and live or you know where you end up upside down you know what i mean yeah so yeah it would i don't be... know if i've i don't know if i've completely learned them all yet either <laughs> yeah i don't know if i could handle i would no, probably i'd, like I I'd probably but... put a certain amount in a savings account and say my income is whatever that interest is and i can't spend what's in the savings account and then the rest i'd probably give away <laughs> Just or be like, here, really, I like or, this. Or just I like this uh, nonprofit. Support. Here's here's a billion dollars. <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, I've talked to some other friends that are really wealthy, and it's like you know, people that have the habits of not being able to maintain at you know seventy thousand dollars a year. If you have a million dollars a year, you're not going to be able to either. It's just at a bigger yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, because you'll just spend more. You'll get more yeah, of the things. Bigger yeah. houses, bigger cars. You know, you have to know how to yeah. always keep something back. You know. So well, that's a good one, dude. I'm glad yeah, it's you a fun it. one. I, I don't excellent Christmas. I mean, Thanksgiving it. movie. <laughs> It'll always be a Christmas movie in my heart, but in reality, it will be a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> yes, and a, and a, yeah, and a really good. interesting story to to explore and consider, though nobody's probably seen it or maybe i know i would say watch it but it's really hard to find so (laughs) if you can find it it's a john hughes movie with ed o'neill and ethan embry i think is his name and it's a fun one (laughs) it is all right thanks for joining everyone adios amigos